this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath the government has introduced a new bill in the rajya sabha it did so in august this year known as the chief election commissioner and other election commissioners appointment conditions of service and term of service bill 2023 this bill repeals the election commission conditions of service of election commissioners and transaction of business act 1991 so this bill was initially listed for discussion in the special session of parliament this month which started on september 18th and before uh, it was finally held back it wasn't discussed but the bill has nonetheless sparked a big debate about its implications why it was deemed necessary to change the terms of appointment of election commissioners the way they are selected etc and whether this bill undermines the autonomy and stature of the election commission so we discuss this bill in detail in this episode of in focus and we have with us Mr MG Devasahayam who is the coordinator of the Citizens Commission on Elections uh, Mr Devasahayam thank you so much for joining us uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do this thank you Mr Sabha so sir to start with uh, this bill it's very clear that it seeks to change the way election commissioners are appointed and this is uh, will this is one major point of controversy there are others so let's focus on this for a bit so what is the change in procedure and what are its implications as you see them actually what is happening now is a purely executive procedure the panel of three names are uh, prepared and almost invariably they are senior bureaucrats who are on the verge of retirement or have retired and the panel goes to the prime minister appointments committee of the cabinet and like like they are appointing a secretary to the government of india routine so it has become a virtually like a government kind of appointment so the very letter and spirit of the constituent assembly and the, uh, the it was brought into the constitution of india as article 324 that you must have an independent autonomous election commission has been defeated because invariably the favorites of the regime have been have been appointed as the election commissioner and uh, uh, the, there has been doubt for the last so many years and eventually you know uh, when tn session was the chief commissioner then they tried to salvage it to some extent by making it a multi multi member commission there were three members of the commission but modus operandi of the appointment remained the same so it was challenged in the supreme court and recently a couple of months ago supreme court came out constitutional bench of the supreme court came out with a judgment clearly saying no this executive type of appointment is against the constitutional uh constitution assembly discussion and the and the constitution of india you got to have a proper system you got to have a collegium and go through a, a process and they suggested because actually parliament should have enacted a law long ago and they did not enact the law for last more than 70 years the supreme court said parliament should enact the law as early as possible and they gave a suggestion in the meantime interim there will be a collegium consisting of the prime minister of india the leader of the opposition and the chief justice of india as members they should select the election commission that was couple of months ago i think is in march if i remember so as a follow up of that they brought this bill and this bill 
they dropped the chief chief justice of india instead they they said nom a minister nominated by the prime minister of the country leader of the opposition remained the same and they brought this bill which is much worse than the existing procedure which is uh, which is operational at least there was some kind of some kind of uh, norm that was kept now it has become completely open ended totally against the spirit of the constituent uh, assembly the entire control of the the appointment of the election commissioners will go to the political executive that's the important point i want to make it'll go to the political executive the executive which election commissioner is supposed to regulate and supervise that is the basic problem that has been faced that is why there has been a lot of criticism against the bill and though they have not pushed the bill so far but it is hanging like a debacle sword right so what you are saying uh, sir is basically so there was this existing procedure which was already being controlled ipso facto by the executive then it was challenged in the court and the, the court supreme court said the government should bring in a proper law and it suggested a panel to select which should consist of the uh, prime minister a supreme court judge and the leader of the opposition but the government has gone the other way and, and removed the supreme court judge from the panel and said one more minister in a way sealing uh, the fact that it will remain an executive uh, driven procedure is that is that correct that's right absolutely right and there are some more damaging provisions also yeah right so yeah coming to the other uh, damaging provision uh, or provision which has caused controversy it is that uh, the bills provision which says that the election commissioner's salary and allowances will be that of a cabinet secretary instead of that of a supreme court judge which is the case as of today so how does this matter sir if the independence of the cec the election commissioners are retained in all other aspects whether they are at the salaries at the level of cabinet secretary or supreme court judge how does it really matter can you please explain that is where the problem lies you see when there was a single member commission prior to sessions time the chief election commissioner was was the chief uh, supreme court judge status and he had the protection of the constitution it can be removed only through impeachment then they brought in two more uh, election commissioners and they were not extended that protection they continued to be held equivalent to the supreme court judge uh, but then they did not have the protection now there is a dichotomy in the amendment that has been brought now there is a dichotomy that protection has been extended to the to the both the election commissioners also okay to that extent it is okay but simultaneously their status has been brought down to the cabinet secretary now it is not the salary Salary difference is marginal. Maybe a few hundred rupees, or maybe a few thousand rupees, but it's a status. The protection of impeachment under the Constitution protection was given to the election commissioner, chief election commissioner, because he enjoys the status of the Supreme Court judge. Because, as you know, there is a hollow executive bureaucratic job and judiciary Supreme Court job. There is always a hollow of difference. Now, what they have done is. when they have abided by the supreme court judgment that the two election commissioners also should be given the protection the impeachment protection they have simultaneously sabotaged it in fact there is a bit of a dishonesty in the whole thing bringing down the election commissioners to the level of a executive authority a bureaucratic authority cabinet secretary no doubt is the number one civil servant in the country but he is an executive authority directly under the government directly under the prime minister 
So this was step number one. So I would consider as a kind of protection because once it is an executive job, you, you can't enjoy the protection of the impeachment protection. It will be like a, any any other IAS officer. But but sir, the the impeachment protection is on paper. It is still there very much. It they can only be removed through the two thirds majority and all that. So how will uh, the status being downgraded uh, affect the procedural? Uh, modalities of impeachment. It is going to remain the same. How will it get affected whether you are of Supreme Court stature or some other stature? They can have it removed. See, the psychological impact, the protection is because there was a Supreme Court judge Harlow. That Harlow has been removed. Next step, they want to sort of say election commissioner like, like they removed uh, uh, Ashok Lavasa and made him the and sent him as the vice president of the that kind of pressure can be brought out and they, they can suddenly Sort of say is is only a cabinet secretary rank. Why should you have protection? You know that is open. The sword of democracy is hanging. I am not saying I have written in one of the articles saying that this protection is there. Good, but uh, even the former chief election commissioners feel that this protection can be uh, kind of a very very thin thread. It can be removed any time because ipso facto from a judicial Supreme Court level job. Election commissioners become a cabinet secretary level job. That is a doubt. That's a suspicion there in the minds of people. Right. It goes against the spirit of what, what the original terms were when the election commissioner uh, was. Uh, uh, the position was discussed in the constant assembly also, as you as you rightly pointed out. So moving on to another aspect of this debate. Now, opposition parties have made uh, various connections between this bill, which seeks to amend the way election commissioners are appointed, between this aspect and the call for simultaneous elections by the government. But isn't simultaneous election something that the parliament is going to decide on, vote on? How does it matter who the election commissioners are? What is the connection between the election uh, commissioner's appointment, amendment bill and one nation, one election kind of a line of thinking? You are absolutely right. Though the parliament is the one to enact the law, it is the election commission which is to implement it. I have recently written an article on that uh, subject also. It is a complete nightmare. We have conducted the elections. And during the time we were there, uh, we conducted the election just before that, that, uh, you know, this uh, uh, up to 1997, there was a single election only. After that, there was a separate election. Parliament is separate and uh, uh, assembly separate is going on. But now conducting a single election, one nation, one election is a it's a massive, massive job. Security issues are there, logistic issues are there, constitutional issues are there, and uh, sort of, uh, you know, these federal issues are there. So it was the duty of the election commission to examine these and advise the uh, take a stand. Instead, why opposition got worked up was as soon as Prime Minister announced this one nation, one election, the election commission said, yes, we are ready to implement. They did not sit down and say what are the issues involved. So they gave the impression that election commissioners already has become a subordinate of the uh, executive, and they are willing to. And then when the actual uh, issue comes, it will not be. It will be impossible. One nation, one election. In my view, is impossibility. It is. It is. It's only a red herring, sidetracking the whole issue. Practically, it is impossible. And they are talking about all the three tires. You know, there are, there are 543 parliament constituencies. 
in about 4,500 assembly constituencies, about 86,000 urban local bodies, and if you remember right, about 32 lakhs village panchayats. How on earth can you conduct simultaneous elections? See, you have to be practical. Leave alone the federal aspects. I, I thought uh, the government was only talking about uh, Lok Sabha and Assembly, not urban local bodies when they were talking about one urban, uh, Local bodies also. Local bodies also. Three-tier also. Yes. They are included three-tier. Okay. So, so the Election Commission's basic job, uh, as, as we all know, is to regulate political parties and politicians. So isn't this like a matter of first principles, let us say, or a common sense? that the process of appointing these individuals who are going to be regulating politicians and political parties, shouldn't that process, especially the selection committee, shouldn't that be apolitical? Absolutely right. There, I think the Supreme Court has made a, a, made a misjudgment. The Constitution, if you read the Constitutional Assembly debates, they were very clear. It should be totally independent of the executive. They didn't mean the administrative executive. They meant the political executive. Now, if the political executive is going to select the election commissioners and appoint, get them appointed because the president will sign on the dotted line, how can it be independent? Now, all the three, leave alone, even, even including the leader of the opposition, all the three are political creatures, whether they are in the ruling party or in the opposition. And all the three are subject to the regulatory control of the election commission. Technically speaking, election commission can uh, disqualify the prime minister himself if he has created, if, if, if indulged in some uh, illegal activities as an MP, MP constitute, MP candidate. I mean, given given a wrong uh, affidavit or given a, a kind of you know wrong statement about the expenses involved, there are quite a few other things, and during the time of the election also, so. I think it is wrong to bring in, different from the Information Commission or any other commission. So it has to be apolitical. My suggestion was that it can be chaired by the Vice President. Because Vice President is higher in rank than the uh, uh, Prime Minister. There can be a former Chief Justice. The present Chief Justice also I am not in favor. Because when a candidate is selected, people will go and challenge it in the Supreme Court. When the chief justice is a member of the selection committee, it will be a conflict of interest. So the serving chief justice should not become a party to this selection at all. A former chief justice can come in. They can bring in a former chief election commissioner, make it into a three-member body. And it will even be better if they make it a five-member body. You know, in in USA, uh, in, in some countries, parliament is endorsing the selection of these senior functionaries. They can bring in another jurist. They can bring in other academicians. They must make it totally look. Caesar's wife should not only be this. Also must be, you know, you, you, people must feel that this commission is independent. If it is selected by three politicians, how can people have any faith that they will be independent of the political politicians? You said earlier that the Supreme Court made a misjudgment. Like, can you elaborate? Like, what was the misjudgment? Yeah, Supreme Court by saying that it must be the Prime Minister. Prime Minister is a full-time 100% politician. Leader of the opposition is a 100% politician. They just brought in Chief Justice, who is a minor, one, two, three minority. And in fact, bringing Chief Justice is not a wise thing to do at all. Chief Justice must be above all these things. 
because he decides on the appeals against these appointments. So I think, in my view, I am not in favor of this uh, particular uh, uh, judgment given by the Supreme Court. It should be a political. Uh, Vice President can come in, though, of course, he is elected through the political process, but he is not a 100% politician like the Prime Minister or whatever. So I think they have to adopt a different kind of selection procedure. So you were, you were suggesting maybe a vice president, a retired Supreme Court judge, and maybe a former election commissioner could be a three-member panel possibly. Yeah, Supreme Court, no, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, retired Supreme Court Chief Justice. We are going to review of them. Okay, retired Supreme Court Chief Justice. That would okay. be, a, be a, a political selection process. There's one more selection process I want to make a comment. There is a dishonest provision they have made. You know, they have created a, a search committee headed by the cabinet secretary. They will have two, two secretaries as the members. They will process the names, invite applications, and, and create a panel of five names. Qualification is that the person should be uh, equivalent, equivalent to the secretary of the government of India and has experience in, conduct, uh, in the election management. Okay. So then that is in section seven. Section eight. They give overriding powers to the uh, selection committee headed by the prime minister. They can they can devise their own uh, rules and regulations, and they can look into anybody. They are, they are not bound by the panel at all. Meaning thereby, anybody who has knowledge of election can be appointed as the chief election commissioner, the election commissioner, maybe a serving minister, a serving uh, member of parliament who are conducted conducted election. Maybe part of the BJP party or ruling party. Now, this is this eight, section 8.2 is a very, is a complete dishonest. It completely throws away the selection committee and norms at all. Maybe the fig leaf is that person who will have experience in the election management. Anyone who has contested election has got, can be deemed to be a, deemed to have experience. So, this is a very dangerous class which gives overriding powers to these politicians to pick anybody from the market. They don't even have to tell anybody. They, they don't give any justification. So that is a very dangerous uh, provision, which, is, which will completely impact on the integrity and the independence of the election commission. Right. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Devasayam. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon. <laughs>